0: Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Carolyn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. When thinking about your journey towards better health, do you think about water? It's no secret. We know how important it is to drink water, but we often forget to consider the quality and safety of the water we are drinking every day. Research shows that despite where you live, there is a high likelihood your tap water may not be as clean and safe as you think. Clearly Filtered is on a mission to help you and your family stay hydrated, healthy, and safe by providing the best filtered water products on the market today. Clearly Filtered makes insanely powerful water filters that completely blow the competitors out of the water. Clearly Filtered is independently tested and certified to remove over 272 harmful chemicals and toxins found in our drinking water today. They are easy to work with, family-owned, made in the USA, and passionate about trying to help provide us with clean and safe water every day. I love that Clearly Filtered is affordable compared to many other untested alternatives, has portable filtered water products to take on the go, and helps you stay safe and hydrated everywhere. Clearly Filtered products are also eco-friendly and can significantly reduce plastic and water waste through their patented filtered technology. Join the tens of thousands of new customers today who have joined Clearly Filtered in the quest for better health through clean and safe water. Go to clearlyfiltered.com and use the code JUSTINGREDIENTS to save 15% off your order today. Jeanique, together with her late husband Tristan Roney, is the founder and creator of the Provo Health Clinic, where they do blood chem analysis, hair analysis, transdermal ozone therapy, hard shell medical hyperbaric oxygen therapy, as well as other therapies. Their primary goal is to help people find answers to their health when mainstream medicine fails people. They largely work with Lyme disease, COVID long hauler syndrome, autoimmune, and cancer. They started the clinic and a top 50 podcast called the Gutsy Health Podcast, where they educate their audience on how to become self-healing advocates. Janique is also the founder and creator of the Gutsy Academy, where people can take online classes and learn all about the science and soul of their bodies and how to heal them through diet, supplementation, and conscious mindfulness. When not running Provo Health in the Gutsy Academy, Janique is either publicly sharing her heart about love after loss or how much she completely adores her children. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I am so honored to have our guest here because it is my good friend, Jeanique and if you guys don't know this well many of you probably don't know this but she was my very first guest on my podcast i was terrified to start this podcast and i thought who could i ask to be my first guest who wouldn't um just intimidate me so much and make me so nervous i couldn't do it (laughs) and so Jeanique, being the sweetest person ever just having a passion to help others and heal others i knew she would be the perfect guest and so she was my first guest and then she's back today because when i asked on instagram who do you guys want to hear from? So many of you said the gutsy mom who is Janique. Oh, really? And so that's why we're having you back,
1: Janique. So thank oh, you so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being here. Well, and thank you and thank you listeners for wanting to hear more from me. I feel like all I do is talk all day long and so I'm I'm so honored. I really am. I'm so grateful that people want to keep learning and keep uh, becoming uh, self healing advocates. It's that's my mission and um, my passion. So thank you, Carlin. Thank you for having me. I,
0: I know that's your passion. And I love that about you. I love following you on Instagram. But will you tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself and why you became so passionate about this?
1: Absolutely. Um, it's a really long story, so I'm going to try and shorten it in a couple minutes. Um, so when I had my first kid, I was diagnosed with Gray's disease, but I, I grew up with the mentality with my mom kind of being like a naturopath. I lived in South Africa, and she was kind of like a version of a naturopath in South Africa. And so my understanding was you can just heal the body. Like, if there's imbalance, you can just balance it again. And so uh, my doctor was like, you need to go on medication. I'm like, no, I'm, I think I'm going to heal this naturally. And um, she, she was like, this is extremely dangerous and you shouldn't do that, I'm like, why not? And uh, long story short, I reversed my graves in about six months to where my numbers were completely normal. But that's not the end of it. That's like the beginning of my story. A year and a half later, my husband was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And so um, after doing the traditional everything, because you're so overwhelmed, um, after a year of like five surgeries and chemotherapy and radiation, they were like, sorry, there's still cancer. Um, There's nothing we can do other than chemotherapy until you die. And and that was like that one of those come to Jesus moments where I was like, no, like, no, that can't be it. And uh, we dived like we dived head first into the deep end of research and we literally created a clinic um for disease and health issues and and as i was learning i'm like people need to know this stuff about their bodies you know what turned into a small clinic grew into a really large clinic and so we 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 started it with hyperbaric and transdermal ozone therapy and now we do blood work and hair hair analyses and I have nurse practitioners and health coaches and nutritionists and and I created an online course to help people become like their own healing advocates because I feel like Five percent of the work is in your consult, and 95 percent of it is at home, and like what you're learning and studying and doing and implementing and practicing. And so, um, so I, I want to teach people how to fish. I don't want to just give them a fish. And I was seeing that in from after thousands of consults, I'm like, why are people not healing? And so I created. A, an online course to help people heal. But this is the middle, this is the middle of the story. <laughs> because the, the, the third part of my journey is gonna lead us into our uh, what we're talking about, which is immunity and immune dysfunction. Uh, because a lot of the people that we treat at our clinic have Lyme disease. And now we're dealing with a lot of long, um, ho- long COVID hauler syndrome people and uh, people with uh, re-flares of Epstein-Barr and CMV and all the herpes and there's so many viral reinfections. And so the beautiful thing about COVID is that it actually put autoimmunity on the map. And this is what I wanna to talk to people about because before Lyme disease was something that people didn't really understand. And now everyone's talking about Lyme disease because everyone's understanding autoimmunity now because COVID has, really created this massive explosion of autoimmune dysfunction. And so this is the middle of my story. The end is after my husband passed away um, from cancer, I got COVID and then I got COVID long hauler syndrome and that rocked my world. But it was the most beautiful, transformative thing to ever happen to me because now I can absolutely relate to all of my, my clients. When they come through, when my, when my Lyme patients come through the door and they tell me their symptoms, I'm like, I know exactly how that felt. I know exactly the symptoms you're feeling because I felt them too. And I know like and I understand your immune triggers and like I've been there. And I think empathy is one of the most important things. People just want to be seen when they feel so sick. They just want to be seen and they just want to be heard. And I think my own personal journey and experience has given me tons of insight to realize holy cow, we've been dealing with all these autoimmunities wrong. Here's the proper way to deal with it. Not only from the research that I've done and like all the literature that I've, I've read, but also from my own personal journey, because now I am walking in all of my client's shoes. And I'm like, yep, this is, my, this is my journey as well. So that's kind of what I'm hoping we can talk about today. Lyme disease, long COVID, immune dysregulation, Epstein-Barr, so many people... Are just struggling these days. And so, yeah, let's launch into it. Johnny, you are
0: such a beautiful person because you have had such hard trials. I have seen the trials you have gone through and They've you really sucked. You, yeah, they are terrible, um, but you have turned them all into good. You are helping thousands of people from the hard things that you've gone through. And that's incredible because a lot of people don't. And so,
1: you are amazing. I'm trying. I've had to really do a lot of soul work and reframe illness and see that illness is actually my highest teacher. And um and it's taken a lot of humility to get there and there's there are dark days where illness just feels like, you know, my my nemesis, but then there are days where I'm like this is this is teaching me really important things and I want to teach that to people as well because there's wisdom in illness. There's actually wisdom in the body when illness manifests. And so Um, it's, it's oftentimes it's so funny because, uh, when I, when I sit with my Lyme patients and I actually take them through what I call a body process and I have them like, actually like, because we're so mental, we want to fix things. It's, it's actually really beautiful when people, because there's a degree of like trauma when it comes to these illnesses, because people feel stuck. People see other people being really ill people like they, they talk online and especially in the Lyme world like people with Lyme have such little hope because so many people are spending thousands like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars and they're still not getting answers and they're still feeling sick right and so um so sometimes it can feel really dark but but when I take my my Lyme patients through a process of like dropping into their bodies and instead of being so mental about fixing their issues they actually like find that what their body is actually calling for is like less treatments more connection more rest you know Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting that i want to use the word call but sometimes we call these imbalances into our body to actually force us to slow down and honor ourselves it doesn't mean the illness isn't there it just means we haven't honored our bodies for a long time and our bodies are like hey it's now time to focus within and focus on us like let's Let's do some real, true healing. And so illness can be your, your highly, higher calling to yourself if you are willing to hear it.
0: That's amazing. That's incredible. That is a really good thought. So I want to talk about some of these autoimmune issues like Epstein-Barr and Lyme, things like that. So I'm just curious, in your clinic, are these the things that you're seeing um, the most
1: of these days? So we see a lot of Lyme. We see a lot of long COVID hauler stuff. Um, Epstein bar people come in to use the hocket a lot for Epstein bar. If they're having flares, they'll use the hyperbaric because it's an immune booster. Um, we're trying to bring in peptides to help with the immune regulation and modulation. Um, and so, so my nurse practitioners are currently being trained on that, but those are some of the big ones. Pain, a lot of people like come in for pain management. I just had a client after six weeks of treatment, she's been to some of the best pain clinics was on like really high dose pain medications and nothing helped her like she was almost disabled and six weeks of treatments here she's like pain-free most days off all medications and you know some really really cool things are happening here um but but people are putting in the work you know what i mean and so um so those are some of the biggest things that we're seeing right now
0: And we could do a whole episode on just your clinic, because your clinic really is one of the top in the U.S., I think. I mean, those hyperbaric chambers are so healing. The fact that you do the hair DNA analysis, those have been so amazing for my family. They have answered so many questions for my kids, myself, my husband. So sometime we should do an episode about all the things in your clinic because it really is fascinating. Yeah. The hawk but okay, but we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the issues that you see in your clinic. So let's actually start maybe with Lyme disease. Yeah. What is Lyme disease? How does someone know they have it? What does it look like?
1: So it's interesting. Lyme disease is a spirochete bacteria that you can actually contract from a tick bite. And so people that go um, hiking a lot can get it. There is some controversial um, opinions that it can actually be, we know for sure that um, if you, the if a mom has Lyme disease and they fall pregnant, it can transfer over to babies. So you can actually be born with Lyme disease. Um, and so uh, there's some other doctors that, this is controversial, so no one quote me here, but there are some doctors saying that you can actually pass it through bodily fluids. And so because it's, it's kind of like uh, there's another uh, spirochete bacterial infection that is that's all we we won't go there but um and so so there's just controversy around it now lyme disease when you get the bite the the general like the the typical treatment is you get antibiotics right because you can get fevers and rash and it can lead to neurological issues joint issues muscular issues and heart issues right but in most cases because i've i've seen this where families get tested for lyme disease right and three of them are testing three let's say there's a family of five three of them are testing positive for Lyme but only two are manifesting symptoms so so what's the difference and i truly believe that your immune system when it's turned on and it's intelligent and it isn't overstrained it keeps Lyme disease at bay right and so hundreds of thousands millions of us could be walking around with this bacteria in our bodies but our bodies are tagging it and they're flagging it and they're keeping it at bay and so we're we're peacefully coexisting with lyme disease i want to give another example because this is important because again i want you to think about the immune system and how it's constantly taxed like our immune system is designed to keep us healthy it's designed to keep things at bay for instance I'll, I'll talk about Epstein-Barr, then I'll go to parasites because they all, like, they all just, it's it's kind of like leaving your car lights on at night, you know, like, like, you just leave one light on and then the car battery's like dead in the morning, right? There's all these little infections that just kind of drain the immune system. And so you need to make sure you have a strong immune system so that it doesn't get drained. So 90% of the population has the Epstein-Barr virus in their bodies, but it's dormant, right? And so why is person A, like, all of a sudden getting, like a flare of Epstein-Barr or getting symptoms of Epstein-Barr, but person B, C, and D have no Epstein-Barr symptoms. It's because of that immune regulation and that modulation, right? So person A's immune system was overtaxed and couldn't keep it at bay anymore, and the other people were fine. Parasites is another one. So they, they did a study on 20 people with celiac disease, and most of your listeners probably know what celiac disease is, where you just can't ingest gluten at all. And um, and they actually gave they they infected these twenty patients with twenty hookworm larvae, and over those over a few months those people were able to ingest gluten without any reaction whatsoever. But then we hear the flip side where people are doing parasite cleanses, and not only are they I, I don't use the word cure, but not only are symptoms of like um eczema and IBS and hormonal dysregulation and like all of these things going away but things are getting so much better and so what's the difference between the people with the celiacs and the parasites and the people that are doing it's it's all about the immune system being overtaxed overridden and finding that homeostasis of stress again because our bodies are designed to coexist with infection if we have a smart immune system and a body that isn't overburdened with toxins and stress and all of these things, right? Like, I mean, you talk about like chemicals in our food and our products, like all of those things are stressing our immune systems and our body's ability to keep these things at bay. So back to your original question, what is Lyme? It's a bacteria that can really wreak havoc on your body and mutate in a hundred different ways to form autoimmune dysfunction. And the reason why it's so hard to test for it is because of these hundreds of mutations. So you might be doing one test to search for one certain mutation, but it's not that mutation that you have. And so people kind of they do that med- medical merry-go-round where they do thousands of dollars of testing, and they're like, "I'm having symptoms here, and it feels like Lyme, but nothing is re- like I'm getting all these." these 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 false negatives. And so Lyme's very complex and confusing.
0: Yeah. All of those autoimmune issues and parasites and Epstein-Barr Lyme, they're all really complex and confusing. So I've got listeners who deal with Lyme. And so if they're listening to this, they're like, well, I get sick really badly, like, Mm -hmm.
1: and often. So where would you suggest that they start? I love this question. Because everyone's like, oh, treatment, let's kill the Lyme, right? So let's talk about the immune system first and where we start. Because step one is mindset and actually regulation. Because, and I know this from the cancer circles and our cancer journey. And I know this now from long COVID and the Lyme world. Like there is PTSD in these diagnoses. There is stress. There is like, there is doom and gloom. And I promise you, I'm. this is all about the immune system. I, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, so I hope you guys can stick with me. There's doom and gloom and your brain is perfectly designed. We have this like very archaic part of our brain called um, the amygdala, which is designed to search for danger. And so when you get a Lyme disease diagnosis or Epstein Barr or like Carlin, when you hear Lyme, is there anything positive about no. Lyme that you think about? No, nothing. When you- When you hear epstein barr when you hear cancer like all of these things make your brains like red flags go up and it's like ding 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 we are in danger right Right. yep so so not only is this diagnosis so like so detrimental to our survival where it's just like oh my gosh this is awful but your body doesn't feel good at the same time and so you're getting these signals from your body to your brain and your brain to your body we are not safe we are in danger and it kind of creates a traumatic response. And I'm talking like not capital T where you're in a car accident or got abused or something. These are little like lowercase t's, right? But they're consistent over and over and over. And so you have this part of your brain called the amygdala, which is perfectly designed to look for danger and find it. And so now you have this massive danger response and your brain, your amygdala is just on fire. And it's just like, oh my gosh, we found it. We're in danger. What are we going to do? And then it actually signals your hypothalamus, we're in danger, tell the body. And so the hypothalamus releases a ton of chemicals and hormones to every single cell in your body that we are in danger. So chemicals and hormones like cortisol and adrenaline and norepinephrine. Now these are all immune suppressants, right? they they like think of a chemo drug that's an immune suppressant your own body creates its own immune suppressant and so how the heck are you going to fight lyme when your own body's intelligence is actually suppressing your immune system and so so that's why so many lyme people Epstein bar people um long COVID holler syndrome people they'll go and they'll spend thousands of dollars being like, this is my answer, this is gonna fit me, right? And they'll get a little bit better and they'll have maybe like a tiny reflare, but their amygdala immediately goes into response like, oh my gosh, we've been here before, we're in danger, we're in danger, we're in danger. And now a small flare turns into a large flare, right? And then there, then the body just kind of takes over. And now this isn't actually a Lyme reinfection or an Epstein-Barr flare. This is your own body being used to being in this state. And so what is step one step one is getting on top of the trauma step one is actually finding safety in your body i know this is so hard this is so hard and i talk about this all the time but you have to find safety and you have to reprogram your brain again to to send out all the wonderful like endorphins like the like um dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, um, you know, all of these things that make the body feel happy and healthy and alive again. Because when you have cortisol and you have um, adrenaline and norepinephrine go, they literally signal every single cell to go into a cellular danger response. And so that, like, think of it as like hibernation. So not only now is your immune system dumber, it's, 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 it's dumbed down, but every single cell is in a cellular danger response. And this isn't a healing response. So it doesn't matter how many treatments you do. You can try to force the body to heal, but your control center, your brain is telling you you're in danger, right? And so you have to override that. It's Think of like a thermostat in a house, right? Let's say the thermostat is up at like 90 degrees and you're like, oh my gosh, it's hot in here. Let's just bring a bunch of ice into the house so that we can cool ourselves down. That makes no sense. You gotta fix the thermostat. Fix the thermostat so you can have the its own central uh, heating and AC cool the house down versus trying to ship in like tons of ice and cool everyone down. And so a lot of people are trying to ship the ice into their bodies, the the metaphorical ice. And they're like this treatment, this treatment, this treatment, and they're going to help a little bit. But if your brain isn't on board, it's just going to sabotage everything that you're trying to do. And so like I, but I'm doing a course uh, that is happening in May. It's called the mind, body, soul course, where I'm teaching everyone like these tools. And it's so funny because I'm talking about immune system dysregulation on my stories today and, and cortisol and, and I, and I, put a question box like what questions do you guys have about this and the first question was what supplement can I take to bring down my cortisol and I laugh because I'm like you can't you actually have to change your entire way of viewing yourself and your world and you have to create neuroplasticity in your brain to find safety again amongst the chaos think of it like a tornado your body and your brain needs to be the eye of the storm so it doesn't matter what's happening." happening around you your brain you're teaching your brain to become its own safety mechanism and that takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of discipline and people don't want to hear that they want to take a supplement and they want to pay tens of thousands of dollars to a doctor to fix their problem for them when really the step is fixing the problem in your head that is throwing gasoline on a burning fire well that's step one
0: Yeah, that's a big step one. And I know my listeners are going to be like, okay, I don't want my cells to be in that danger response. I want them to be in a healthy response with the serotonin and the oxytocin and all that. So, but what do you do? Do you just tell yourself positive thoughts? Do you meditate? Do you have to
1: rewire things? Like what's the answer to this? There's a lot of tools and there's a lot of practices. And so one that I love is actually meditation. And so there's, there's a right way to meditate and a wrong way to meditate. And I love the saying, like, if, if you, um, everyone should meditate for 20 minutes a day, but if that is hard for you, you need to meditate for an hour right now. I'm not telling everyone they need to meditate for an hour. It's just the saying to, to show you like, if meditation is hard for you that's just like that's just proof of your own dysregulation the fact that you can't keep still in your body you need a distraction you need tv you need your phone like this is signs and symptoms of a very dysregulated brain and fight or flight all the time you can't heal in a fight-or-flight response you have to heal. you have to shift your brain over to a parasympathetic response and and which is the the rest and digest and heal response and so meditation is number one right like there's calm breathing there's box breathing where a lot of people try to do the the like big in big out like no that's still very aggressive like you have to do calm collected breathing and so focusing on your breath and doing some like slow meditative breath work every day is a really really great way to kind of just regulate your nervous system and find safety in your body again another thing that uh, um, is really, really powerful. Um, and this is, uh, this is a great way to try to retrain your brain to look for positive and be in the present moment because a lot of people who have Lyme, they ha- don't feel safety in their body. And so a lot of people are gonna resonate with this, but multiple times a day, they're kind of doing a scan of their symptoms. They're like, oh, my symptoms are worse. They'll wake up and the first thing they think of are their symptoms, right? They're like, oh, is are my tremors still there? Is this there? Is my energy back? Like they're constantly scanning for problems. This is your amygdala screaming for safety right? It's like, ah, oh, fix it. Right. Um, and so, so a really great technique that people can do is as soon as they start to scan their body for symptoms, they go cancel, take a deep breath, breathe out and just say, be here now. And then you want to start looking for three things in your environment. Like, like I will, like when I'm in, when I'm in my stress response and I just go cancel and I take a deep breath and I say, be here now. And then I look outside and I look at like, oh, I wonder what it would feel like to just roll my body on the lawn out there. I wonder if there would be dew on my body with the sun be shining or like, I wonder what it'd feel like to walk outside right now. Or I wonder what that plant feels like to touch. And what you're doing is you are kind of course correcting that neural pathway of finding danger and you're course correcting correcting new neuropathways pathways to be in the present moment. And so and so when you find yourself obsessing, this is a way to help to stop that obsessiveness and just like find joy in what is right now. And that's really hard to do because, again, our brains are these brilliant machines. They're like so smart and they're so good at like finding problems. And this is really interesting. I want people to hear this. They're so smart at finding problems that we actually get a temporary dopamine hit from creating solutions from the problems. So we're scanning our body for a problem, and then we're trying to come up with a solution to create a short dopamine hit that we almost get addicted to finding the problem. And so what your job is to do is to stop that, like, and what we do over and over and over, like in rep- in repetition, creates strong neural pathways in our brain. And so think of it as like pushing the stress button over and over and over in your brain. And the more you push it, the bigger it gets and the stronger it gets in your brain. So when you automatically go into that scan mode where you're like, I'm scanning my body for problems, you're starting to push that button, then you're going cancel. I'm going to start pushing a be here now button. It's a very weak, very tiny button, right? But you're just going to start pressing it anyways, right? And so this is trying to start new neural pathways in your brain to find joy in the present moment and not problems because where thoughts go energy flows if you look for problems your brain's going to find problems it's almost like it's almost like it it says and so it shall be so if you think oh are there problems your brain's like yeah i'll create problems boom right and now we're like flaring up so your symptoms could have been a two on a scale of one to ten now your brain's turning it into an eight because it's so used to doing that for you because it's so patterned to do that so stop cancel take a deep breath and be here now, find three things in your environment. What could it feel like? What does it taste like? What could, like, what it does, how does it feel in my body? All right, so that's that's another way. And a third way is just self-care like cryotherapy um, going for walks uh, like doing things that f- make you happy and uplift you if it's if it's sports or hiking or climbing a lot of sick people can't really do intense sports so just going for a walk in nature I always think of nature as like the original mother that takes care of us right nature is so healing the colors the 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 lights, they're just they're designed to re pattern our nervous system. So going out in nature for morning and evening walks is the perfect lighting to help your circadian rhythm, to help with mitochondrial function, to help regulate you. That's another step there too. So I could keep going on, but I think I think there's probably more to talk about. <laughs> okay, so what you've talked about is so interesting, but really
0: this what you've talked about can help with any illness out there, not just Lyme any. or epstein bar. It's for any illness.
1: We've got to have a better but- mindset a hundred bajillion percent. So, I mean, like any kind of autoimmune, any like, like everyone should be doing this. That's the thing, right? Like if you are embarking on any kind of healing journey, like this is why I created the order of healing. If everyone goes back to your first episode, I talk about the order of healing and mindset is number one. Like everyone does like steps two through seven. We're like, well, I want to do all the things. I want to fix all the things with supplements and foods. But it doesn't matter because, like, let's talk about food sensitivities, for instance. If you start. Again, your brain is designed to look for danger. It's so smart. It's like your best friend with the worst vice. If you start looking around your world and you're like, that food is poisonous to me, that food is poisonous to me, like, not like, or I'm sensitive to this food or I'm sensitive to this food, you're now telling your brain that you are becoming intolerant. And so a lot of people actually clear up food intolerances literally by reprogramming their brain. A lot of food induce food sensitivities by their stress response. Because remember, you 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 look at a food, you say it's dangerous, you create a, a cortisol response right and then that shuts that that causes immune dysregulation and modu, and uh and modulation issues and then you ingest that food and your body's now going to react right and so so you can actually like retrain your your obviously like there there's a happy balance but we exacerbate food sensitivities and like all of those things just by this stress response and so everyone under the sun who is on a healing journey should be doing this it will not only expedite your healing it will save you so much time it will save you so much money but i think that's the issue is we want to we want to outsource our healing because we don't want to regulate ourselves. No one's ever, because it's intimidating and it's scary and no one's ever taught us how to do it, right? Like, did we ever watch our parents meditate on pillows? Did we ever, like, did we ever watch, have parents model to us self-care, right? For the majority of people, their parents didn't really do those things. And so this isn't intuitive to us. So we want to pay a doctor to fix us when really we actually need to reprogram our brains for healing and then do all the things.
0: So interesting. So could I sum it up by saying that most of us are living in a sympathetic state of our nervous system, which is causing these illnesses, and we need to learn how to get into that parasympathetic state of the rest and digest to heal ourselves?
1: Yes. So um, I here's a great analogy. Pretend you have two cups of toxins and and let's let's pretend you have two cups of a jar and that jar is all the parasites and the chemicals and the toxins and it's everything that your body and your immune system has to deal with right and so you pour that in a two cup jar and and or let's say your your body and your immune system is like three cups big so you're taking all these stresses and you're putting it in your in your three cup Jar of your body and like your body can handle that right like it can handle all of that stressor and there's like some buffer because because you have a strong three cup immune system with only two cups of toxins and parasites and whatnot but when cortisol comes to play it takes that that three cup immune system and turns it into a one cup immune system. So now you have all the exact same stressors but a weakened immune system so what you said carlin was a hundred percent true like we we are we do sabotage our own healing just by being in a like in in a cortisol like sympathetic state and we need to regulate ourselves and go within and find safety and program our brains for safety again
0: okay i love everything you have said but now I'm going to take it a step further for my Lyme followers. After yes. they get in the right mindset, do you actually advocate for some of the treatments out there? Or do you like certain ones over others? What's your thought on that?
1: So there's a lot of really great therapies out there. There is um, there is SOT therapy. There's hyperbaric therapy. Those are obviously my favorite. Um, but when it comes to Lyme, before they start any therapy, right, before you invest tens of thousands of dollars into something, um, what people, what Lyme people and immune dysregulated people need to understand is they have control. Let's go back to the, the image of the cups, right? So you're, you're, you you're have a tiny immune cup and you wanna make it a bigger immune cup. So when you do therapies, they work faster and longer, right? And so there's a way to, to make your immune system stronger so that it can h- handle more things. But you also wanna take stressors out of your immune system too. So one, bring down your cortisol to make your immune cup bigger, right? Two, eat nutrient dense foods to make your immune cup bigger because every cell in your body requires nutrition in order for it to heal and repair and fight off disease and whatnot. So if you go into therapies, like if you go to a doctor and you're doing all these therapies and you're spending lots of money on these therapies, but, but you don't have the nutritional status to support it, you're not going to see results, right? So, so, get on top of your nutrition ASAP, like start eating at least eight servings of vegetables a day. Take out the inflammatory foods because bad foods are immune dysregulators too, right? Sugar brings down your immune system. Like we're talking about immune suppressants right now, cortisol and sugar are the two biggest ones and America like thrives off of sugar, right? I mean, the average American eats over 120 grams of sugar a day. We're only supposed to have about 24 to 26 grams. So that extra 100 grams of sugar Eating is not going to help your white blood cells fight off infections. It's going to feed viruses. It's going to feed yeast. It's going to feed bacteria. It's going to feed all the parasites. So that that so cut out the sugar. Eat all the vegetables and leafy greens and and berries and you know healthy proteins like to make your immune cup bigger. Right. So that would be the next. So cortisol, nutrition, and then detoxification. Like clients need to learn like that, that load. Remember that, that jar of like water that pours into the immunity cap and we don't want it to overflow. We can make that smaller. We can take the burden off. So one thing I recommend and I love is the cell core stuff. I start everyone on that. And I think every like everyone that has Lyme or Epstein-Barr, like, let's, let's take the stressors off your immune system and your body. It's been dealing with so much stress for so long. Your immune system needs a buffer. Let's stop overflowing it with gunk, right? So I'd start everyone on the cell core protocols to start getting rid of parasites, to start getting rid of heavy metals and toxins and chemicals and, and all of that stuff. And so, and then once they start that then I think let's let's start fine tuning because that was all white noise stuff it's all like like grunt work baseline like getting the soil ready right let's get rid of the white noise and then when you start investing in treatments and protocols like make sure that is done right and so that so that you can ensure really really great results in your treatment protocols okay so for those listening will you just tell them what self core is because maybe they're like what yes. is she talking about so Cellcore is a company that creates products that are designed specifically for parasite cleansing, heavy metal cleansing, like mold. like chemicals, mold, like all of it, like everything that we are bombarded with every day. You know, like the, this is it just cleans it all out. It's kind of like spring cleaning the house. Like we just accumulate these things over our lifetime, right? Like we just like we just pick it up all over, but our bodies are supposed to be able to get rid of it but we're not eating the nutrient status to get rid of it right and so so it just bio accumulates in the body and creates stress it's, it's kind of like leaving the lights on in the car now we're not just leaving one light on in the car overnight we're leaving on like five and that battery just drains in like an hour right and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to like make sure we're finding all the lights to to like switch them off so that we're not draining the immune system's battery right and so cell core does that it does it, it cleans up shop it, it Gets it cleans up everything, and it and it it takes strain off of your immune system, so that it can actually work on all the the the, the big fires, right? The big issues versus like trying to manage the bajillions of issues that haven't been dealt with in yours.
0: Okay, so all of these protocols that you're talking about—lowering the cortisol and mindset, and getting rid of the sugar and a nutrient-dense diet, and detoxing the body really these can apply to all illnesses it sounds like so if we're talking about just Lyme in particular what's the next treatment or is there a treatment after this
1: yes so um a lot of times there is a lot of like biological warfare right so i i like to explain Lyme like this uh think of termites in a tree and they're just kind of burrowing like holes in your tree, right? So so you have the, the, the termites that are an issue and you have the holes in the tree that are the issue. And so we've now taken burden off, but but there's still the, the systemic if issue, right? When people have done all the pre-work, they come in with an immune system that is that is better functioning, right? But but they still have the infection issue. So when they start to do our hyperbaric treatment, what hyperbaric does is it hyper saturates the tissues with oxygen. And the reason why this is important is because Lyme bacteria is anaerobic. It doesn't like oxygen. And so what we do is we hypersaturate the tissues with oxygen and we oxidize the bacteria. And the beauty about hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and I just want to clarify, soft shell chambers are not like hard shell chambers. They can't go, they can't give you the dosage of oxygen necessary for Lyme treatments and, and like long COVID hauler syndrome, like you have to go at least 2.0 or t- for Lyme, you have to go to 2.4 and a lot of soft shell. Um, a lot of soft shell uh, machines only go to like 1.2. Um, we never do any protocols at 1.2. They're always at least 1.8 and higher. And so back to your original question. So they do need to do some therapies to to get rid of or, or lessen the burden of the Lyme in the body. But Hyperbrag not only kills off Lyme, but it also heals tissues. So Going back to the analogy of the termites in the tree, hyperbaric not only kills the termites, but it helps to patch up the holes in the tree at an accelerated rate. Now you can't wait to do that, right? Like you can try to kill Lyme naturally over months or years, you know, by all these methods and steps that we're doing, or you can accelerate it with therapies and treatments like hyperbaric. And so a lot of time our clients will see results. Some people see results towards the two months of treatment, or they'll see results like within a week right? Where like their inflammation and their neurological symptoms are disappearing or going away or their energy is coming back or, you know, like their aches and their pains are are better, you know? And so it it just depends from person to person person because And and the reason why there's just like such a scope of different results is because we're also bio-individual. And a lot of people are coming in, not just dealing with Lyme, they're dealing with other co-infections like Epstein-Barr or like CMV, or they're dealing, with parasites or mole toxicity. Right. And so, so we're just going to see like kind of a range of like results um, from people because, because of this. So yes, treatment is still really important, but you'll get bigger bang for your buck if you're doing the other work beforehand. Will you just tell
0: people what the hyperbaric chamber is? Because every time I show it on my stories, people are just like shocked. A lot of them haven't seen it. A lot of people have seen soft shelled. So I'm glad you explained the difference because I get asked that all the time, but maybe just tell
1: them what the hyperbaric does. So the hyperbaric chamber, um, it's, it, you You enter it, it's a hard shell chamber, it's a clear, it's a clear acrylic tube so you can see through it. So it's not as scary, I don't think it's as scary as the soft shell ones because the soft shell ones have like this tiny little window and the hard shell ones, they're all glo- like, it looks like pure glass, right? And so and you're in there and you're watching a movie, but what it does is it increases pressure. So think of a soda can for instance, right? In order to get all that carbonation in that water, they have to put gas in there and push the gas in the water to make it bubbly. So there's a pressure um, aspect here. So what we're doing is you are like, you're 70% liquid, 70 or 75% uh, liquid, right? And so what we're doing is we're putting you in a chamber and you're breathing 100% oxygen and we're pressurizing it. And so we are hyperdosing your body. We're taking you, you know, people put those pulse ox on, the pulse oximeters, and they're normally around 96 to 98%. Well, we're taking you to like 2,000% oxygen saturation, but it's not going to read in the pulse oximeter because that's reading red blood cells. So what we're doing is we're utilizing the plasma that your red blood cells kind of float around in, and we're oxygenating the plasma. And this is really, really important because um, plasma like has it can take up tons of oxygen. Red blood cells, they kind of max out at like X amount of oxygen. So you can only put in so much oxygen per red blood cell because of the hemoglobin and how much hemoglobin it has. But with the plasma, it can take in as much as it wants. And the beauty of this, because plasma is like pure liquid, if there is scarring, if there's damage, if there's anything in your body that's creating blockage that a red blood cell can't get to the other side of because it's too big, then you use and the plasma actually can because it's not it's not like a solid thing. Plasma is plasma, it's like water, right? So this hyper-oxygenated plasma can now get to damaged tissue that was previously blocking red blood cells to transport oxygen to damaged tissues. Now, the reason why oxygen is such an important molecule is because it is necessary in ATP production, and so we need a lot of ATP production in damaged tissues. In, in, in tissues that are, are, deg- are deteriorating or infected or, or dealing with dis-ease and dysfunction. We want to hyper saturate those areas so that they can get a lot of ATP production and energy to heal and, and repair themselves and, uh, and undo damage again. That's, and so that's why hyperbarics are so important because going back to Lyme, Lyme likes really dense neural tissue or really dense connective tissue. We can now get plasma to transport oxygen to hyperoxygenate all the, the tissues, saturated in oxygen, and then oxidize the Lyme disease. So interesting. Okay, so interesting.
0: yeah. So besides Lyme disease. Is the hyperbaric like the next step for um, long haulers and epstein Bar? Do you recommend that as well for those?
1: So, yes, like we've had a few long haulers come in um, that and I was a long hauler, too. And um, what's what's interesting is covid what it's doing is it's reactivating dormant viruses in people's bodies. So here's, here's, a, here's a great example and then I'll, I'll, I'll get to your question. So is it helping long haulers? Um, so back in like the early 80s when HIV was really prevalent, they were noticing that when people were getting HIV, um, people were getting a lot of mood disorders and neurological dysfunction. And they figured out that HIV, when it lowers the immune system, other viruses come out to play, one called CMV, cytomegalovirus, which can create a lot of encephalitis, so mood disorders and neurological dysfunction. Now, fast forward to COVID, And not only are we seeing a lot of mood dysfunction, neurological issues, mood changes, people's personalities are changing entirely, but now also seeing Epstein-Barr come out and play, and that is autoimmune, that's MS, that's Hashimoto's, that's gut issues, that's all of these, like all of these autoimmune things are coming out. because COVID is kind of weakening the immune system and reactivating these dormant viruses. Earlier in the podcast, I said 90% of us are walking around with, with Epstein-Barr and CMV in our systems, but why are only some people like reacting to it? Well, that's because their immune system's weaker. So back to my original point, these viruses are causing neurological decline they're causing a lot of inflammation, a lot of immune dysregulation. And so we're seeing a lot of nervous system dysfunction and, and mood changes for lack of of like extreme anxiety, extreme depression in some cases, psychosis. And so hyperbaric is one of the most, potent therapies for brain dysfunction. Like it's even stronger than the medications used for Alzheimer's. And so when we put people in the chamber and they have all this brain inflammation and all this neurological decline and all, like we're putting them, we're hyper saturating their brains and their brains are healing and repairing at a faster rate than what the immune dysfunction is causing. But again, we have to get back to the immune regulation because there's a hardware issue and a software issue, right? So the hardware issue is your brain is on fire because your your brain is deteriorating because of infection, right? The software issue is there's an infection and an immune dysregulation, right? Is this kind of making sense, Carlin? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the hyperbaric can deal with the hardware stuff. It can fix up the hardware and it tampers with the software. But the software, there, that can take a. Like, if some people are having a reoccurrence, that's because their software hasn't been fixed yet. And the software is cortisol. The software is the PTSD. The software is like regulating your own nervous system and fixing the thermostat of the house, so to speak. And in some more extreme cases, they have to do peptide therapies. They might have to do something like um, um, low-dose naltrexone um, or SOT therapy, which is oligonucleotide therapy, which helps to fix the software and the immune system again and stop viruses from replicating. So so yes, hyperbaric is helping these people tremendously. I have a, a gal right now who has actually been in drug trials for COVID and nothing has helped. And she started hyperbaric and I think she's two and a half or three weeks in. And I actually saw her today, not in a chamber with like bright eyed bushy tailed and I actually didn't even recognize her. And she's like, I'm doing your long COVID protocol. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Like you're happy, you're lit up. She's like, yeah, my my husband said I'm more fiery than usual. So I must be coming back to my old personality, you know? And so it's beautiful to see people being like, yeah, like they're getting their lives back. They're getting their personalities back. They're getting, like they're getting their spark back. That's incredible. Okay. So
0: all of that is so interesting. So just to clarify, if someone had COVID, then that could have suppressed their immune system or most likely suppressed their immune system which then reactivated some dormant viruses that could be causing these other health issues like the mood changes or depression, anxiety, things like that. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. And so, and obviously like we don't know everything there is to know about long hauler syndrome, but this is what a lot of experts are finding and figuring out. And I mean, mean, think of it, like when you think of Epstein-Barr and CMV, like all the issues are, Brain inflammation, autoimmune, encephalitis. And all of these long hauler, these COVID long hauler people are talking about all those things right like ms symptoms and we know Epstein Barr triggers ms right like ms is literally just scarring in the brain because your your own body is trying to entrap that virus and it uses scar tissue to do so right so so from what we know and what we understand yes it's reactivating other viruses that are now causing these symptoms and i think i like there's a lot of um, There's a lot of alternative practitioners that are going down these rabbit holes. I don't think mainstream medicine is on that page yet. Um, they might be, I'm not sure I don't follow that world anymore. I just follow the experts that I love and and worship. And so, um, and, and it's making a lot of sense because all my, like all my long COVID holler people, when I test them for Epstein bar, their Epstein bar numbers are through the roof. So I'm a great, great example of that. My, um, my IgG numbers were 600 and a normal number is I think between 16 and 28 and I was greater than 600. And um, every time I test a long hauler, they test positive for Epstein-Barr. And so um, I just, my new long hauler today, I just did a hair analysis and the very first thing that showed up was virus. So she's doing my protocol. I'm like, oh shoot, we need to get on top of this virus. Fungus and mold showed up as well as her priorities. So virus, fungus, and mold. And so I'm like, we got some cleaning up to do because we're doing all this hardware fixing, but we have some software issues that we need to fix now, right, because she could do this protocol and just feel so amazing. But as soon as she gets any like any stress, it's going to weaken her immune system. And then we're going to have issues. So so she could relapse. And we don't want that. We don't want relapse. We want to fix the software as well.
0: OK, so as you're saying all of this, I'm thinking, well, COVID still exists. People are still getting it. My neighbor has it right now. So COVID long haulers can still exist for or people can still get that. So what do you suggest to people listening to this to maybe prevent long haulers from happening?
1: So everything that we just spoke about, regulating your immune system, regulating your stress, bringing your cortisol down, eating healthy, like cleaning out, like doing a, a spring clean of your body once and once a year, right? Like do a parasite, you know, we deworm our dogs every year, we should probably deworm ourselves. I love the saying, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite, meaning if you're alive, you probably have parasites in you, like, let's just keep it in check. I know every American hates to hear that. But like, it's it, it, it they live within us, right? So just do it, just do like a spring clean and just help your immune system out. Make sure you're exercising, but not over-exercising and stressing your body, because that over-exercise can create cortisol spikes, right? And then, and then we're like, then our immune system is tanking, and so we just need to take better care of ourselves, so, so that, you know, going to that analogy of like, do you have a three-cup immune system, or a half a cup immune system? Like, Make sure you are nurturing that three-cup immune system, and you're keeping as much stress off of it as possible through everything that we kind of mentioned throughout this podcast.
0: I love that. Okay, I figured your answer would be the things that we've talked about with reducing the sugar and nutrition and things like that. But I know my followers right now are really frustrated. They're really stressed with all the info that's out there. And a lot of people saying like, you don't need to do detoxes. You don't need to worry so much about your nutrition. Uh, Your body can function without, you know, all this worry of nutrition and things like that. What do you say to all
1: of that? I say I love this question because it all goes back to mindset if you are like okay so this course that I'm gonna be teaching the body mind soul course like Carlin I didn't even know you're gonna be asking this question but it just kind of leads back into this in this body mind soul course all of my clients have felt that overwhelm and I hate the overwhelm. It's actually the reason why I avoid health podcasts and Instagrammers now because it's overwhelming. I'm even overwhelmed and I consider myself an expert, right? And so I hate reading it because it's just red flags, red flags, red flags, right? And so so can you get yourself and your body into a place of safety where, where you can actually regulate normally and then ask your body, what do we need right now? And so my mind-body-soul course just focuses on teaching people these skills instead of listening to me on this podcast me like i'm going to do janique's recipe i want to teach you how to actually drop into your body and your body's own intuition and asking your body body what do we need to do right now what do you need to heal right now and and like it's it's taking the guesswork out and tapping into your higher intelligence like people don't realize this and i and i love teaching this i teach this in my gutsy academy but your body is really intelligent and it has its mind of its own and this intelligence of its own like we think we are our bodies but we're not we're actually the soul that resides in the body right and so if you can actually this is i know this sounds woo and crazy and i love all the science but i love the i love the, the metaphysical stuff as well and so when i can train people and i do this with my lyme patients when they're overwhelmed if like i tr- i teach them to drop into their body to regulate and to like find safety and then ask what are our next steps and a lot of time it's slowing down and so so yes you're overwhelmed because you're cuz everyone is collecting information but they're not integrating it and so, so they think the more information I get, the more empowered I'm gonna be, but that's actually not true. You now need to learn how to integrate all this information. And so that's why I created Mind, Body, Soul is because I wanna teach people, like let's leave the information at the back door and then, because, because you have a whole library of it, let's ask your body which volume or which book in your library should we be focusing on first? And then, then people can go from there. And so, I mean, I personally, like, I've had to take a step back of all the supplements and all the things and just work on centering myself. Like, that's the most healing thing I can ever do. And so that's what everyone should be doing. If if you haven't mastered mindset, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are we still doing all the manic work and all the, like, well, cut out all the things, right? Master mindfulness, master mindset. Like, master your neuroplasticity and then do all the things because you're not only going to have the regulation and the bandwidth to then integrate that information but you're gonna want to integrate it you're gonna like think of it this way the energy of like i have to cut out food i have to do this like that's force. like the body doesn't you can't force the body to do anything right You have to invite it. So if you can master mindfulness, if you can master like being in your body and having your body tell you, what do we do next? Then that I have to energy turns into, I get to, Hmm. I get to honor my body by cutting out gluten. I get to honor my body by decreasing sugar. I get to honor my body by nourishing it with all these yummy vegetables on my plate. And you'll find when you come from that space of I get to, not only are you more regulated, but cravings go down. You know, that insatiable craving for all these, like it goes down and so it's no longer this fight. For some reason we feel like we have to fight for health, but what if we could just invite it in? Like what if your body actually could just tell you, hey, let's start doing this thing next. Let's start doing that thing next. That's way more gentle. That's way more sustainable than this sprint that everyone tries to do all the time. And so I'm right there with all your followers and your listeners where it's like there is overwhelm. Can we start centering ourselves and meditating and like reprogramming our nervous systems and asking our bodies like what do we do next? Right? So it goes back to that that when that that scenario of when I was on Instagram talking about regulating the nervous system and someone asked, Yeah, but what supplement can I take? we missed the point, right? There are no supplements. It's just you. It's your own innate healing ability. Let's start focusing on that. Let's start slowing it down. Let's put all this information that we haven't been able to integrate in the library, in the back, in the corner. And let's just go within for a little bit. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's scary, but it's potentially the most important work you'll ever do. I love that. That is. it's
0: really profound. Everything you said, I'm going to challenge you real quick on one thing, because I know ashwagandha is so good for cortisol and stress. So I'm going to say there is a supplement, but you have to first, like you said, gain the mindfulness and calm your nervous system and things. And then those herbs and adaptogens and supplements can then do their job. Can we 100%. agree? We can agree 100%, on that. A hundred percent.
1: Yes. Okay. But, but like that, like Ashwagandha to to regulate normal cortisol response versus like a fire hose of cortisol response, right? Right like to, to, to help regulate healthy cortisol. So I 100% yes, ashwagandha, there's so many other things that can help with that, but you know, how many people are like, I'm taking this and it doesn't do anything, right? right? right. Well, that's because you are being fire hosed with cortisol. You can't, you, can't, you can't just like look at a burning building and like throw a bucket of water on it and be like, don't burn. And, you know, right. so like stop, stop that cortisol fire, make it a normal, healthy fire. And now we can throw that ashwagandha water on it and be like, oh, this feels so good. So a hundred percent ashwagandha is wonderful for that. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we agree. <laughs> yes. Yes. I a hundred percent. I love being challenged. So thank you. Thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs>
0: well, um, I just saw the time I could talk to you for like another hour. We have so many things we could discuss and so many things I could ask you about Lyme and sure. long haulers and things like that. So we'll have to do another part three. Sometime. Whenever you're ready, I'm here. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, um, Carly. I'm going to well, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap up the show. But as you know, I always ask my guests what they have found to be the
1: best ingredient in life. And what would you say it is? So on the first episode, I said love. And the second this one, I'm going to say gratitude. So if you can retrain your brain to find gratitude in all the darkness, it can it one and not only changes your neuro like wiring, but it just makes life better. So gratitude, find, find gratitude in all the things.
0: Well, I, I have to say this. I think you're the epitome of an example of <laughs> finding gratitude because after Ew. your husband passed away, you literally would find things that you were grateful for and would share about it on Instagram. And I'm like, I would just be still sorrowing in my grief. And I know, I know you were, but you were finding the good and being grateful for, for things at the same time, which is just incredible to me
1: thank you there was a lot of grief and surprisingly a lot of gratitude and it was it was a very interesting place to and it still is an interesting place to sit in both of those at the same time like who knew you could feel so many big emotions on the opposite end of the spectrum all in one moment but i think like big uh, like big things like loss they they force you to 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 step into that so i've had to do that a lot and i'm grateful and i still hate it I still hate cancer. I still miss Tristan, but it's taught me a lot of things. So thank you, Carla.
0: And I'm so happy for you. You just told me, can we announce it here on the podcast that Uh you're engaged now to a wonderful man. So I'm so excited for you. So congrats
1: thank you he's been such a like he it, can i share something really fast before we close yes, this episode of course so many of my followers have loved tristan my late husband and they listened to the podcast when he was on it and now they're still following and and i asked the tori one day um this was while ryan and i were to, obviously together and um and the kids had known him for a while and i said I said, Satori, Satori's my six year old. she was five at the time. I'm like, Satori, do you think Ryan and dad would have been really good friends? And she's like, of course, cause dad sent Ryan to take care of us, oh. you know? And so, isn't that so sweet? Yes. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of beauty and, and, and all that. And so we're, we're very lucky to have Ryan. He's like, he honors Tristan's memory so much. And like, we, we have pictures of Tristan around the house and like, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have two amazing loves of my life. You know, I'm I'm a very lucky human. I realize that.
0: Oh, that sweet little statement gave me chills. And (laughs) he did send him for you. So I'm so happy for you. And I wish the best of luck to you. And again, thank you so much for being here on the show today. I know my listeners learned so much. But will you quickly tell my listeners where they can find you if they don't follow you already?
1: Absolutely. So my clinic's uh, name is called Provo Health. So ProvoHealth.com. Um, on Instagram, it's at Provo Health, like no spaces or anything like that. It's just all lowercase. Um, I am Gutsy Mom on Instagram. I talk about health. I talk about personal life. I talk about all the things, um, not just health and whatnot. I like to talk about emotions and stress and whatnot. And so Gutsy underscore Mom. And then um, I have my podcast which is the gutsy health podcast and i have a few things i'm sorry and then the gutsy academy so mygutsyhealth.com uh we're opening enrollment right now for the academy i do that once a year where we enroll students and i literally train them on the order of healing and so that includes the mind body soul course and it trains them on how to be their own healing advocates and so um, those are the spaces that you can find me if you're interested in uh, finding more information And you
0: guys, I really suggest you go follow her. You will learn so much. But also, if you are dealing with a health issue that you just can't find answers for, check out her clinic. Like I said earlier in the show, I have just gotten so many answers about my family's health through the testing that you do at your clinic. So um, I encourage you guys to really check out Provo Health. It's incredible. And I thank you again, Jeanique, for being here. Thanks, Carlin. And thanks, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.